0: Right there. Elmo's World. Hi, you're listening to Elmo's World, a podcast that talks to different people from around the world about their unique beliefs, ideas, and worldviews. And I hope that in this little way, we can create a better world amidst our differences. Three welcome to elmo's world podcast this is elmo O'Dor jr your host and i have colin hull here he is from Toledo, ohio and he is 20 years old but i think he's uh he has a lot to say about philosophy and maybe politics but um uh, right now we're gonna focus on his views on his on life on the world and the universe and reality and i think this guy is gonna uh get us real into deep deep shit deep shit that a lot of people are scared to ask and i'm um, colin so
1: hey man uh could you introduce yourself uh, hello my name is colin uh, my beliefs are very simple i'm an atheist although i think god is useful if it is to mean yourself beliefs to me are like hopes expecting to be fulfilled mm. A very easy question because people have formed the idea of a god through multiple conceptions about what God is. For example, God is this or that or the other. But what is God? We're only told what it is through religion, not only religion. But through the mouth, only through words. So once we remove not only the religion, and the words, we're left with nothing.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But um, for example, if we uh, if we don't talk about, for example, black holes, uh, black holes will still exist no matter how much people believe or don't believe. So. Uh, saying that um, just because people uh, create God in their words doesn't mean that there's no God at all.
1: Well, not necessarily. If you think there's a God, it doesn't mean it exists. For example, I can think that uh, the boogeyman is real. Doesn't mean he's real, is he?
0: Yeah, but doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that he's not real too. So, um, just uh, stating your argument that God doesn't exist because I created him or or just because that he's, a, he's some absurd idea.
1: Yeah, well, it would be a useful tool, wouldn't it? Not? It
0: would be use, uh, useful, but that doesn't mean that just because it's useful, that doesn't mean it is, it's not real, right? So uh, what is
1: your... Well, it's re- probably real for them. And not for yeah, but still, um, but... It,
0: wh- whatever we think of God or whatever we think God isn't, we're irrelevant to the fact that it could be an a objective truth out there that's just out of our reach
1: right of course what is good for you is often not good for me that's how i think of it for example in my ethics i'm a realist my ex my ethics fluctuate it depends on the time the situation what's going to happen that's how a lot of religions are it depends on the time the place mhm
0: yeah again uh, you're right completely right it, ethics ethics uh, is very subjective but again um humans are ill
1: yeah, we all have an agreement on certain principles as a human for example you do not want to die just based on an argument for example you wouldn't like a, a person coming into your house and, and slaughtering you for no reason would you I, I don't really think you would nobody would so that's just a basic principle that everybody agrees with i mean you can, you can argue oh well no, this not
0: really um I could say that um, some people would prefer that be- out of their own biology or psychological damage, but that doesn't... That, But again, um, whatever we think or whatever humans uh, uh, make in their own reality, it's irrelevant to the fact that there could be a god out there.
1: However, just because somebody has told you it's true does not mean it's true.
0: Yeah, and just because somebody told you it isn't true doesn't mean it's not true. Exactly. So, so um, I'm saying that... Um, Whatever h- human knowledge has attained, there is no... Ab- I- our, exactly. our knowledge and is very is fragmented. No we that- can
1: say that we know something when we know nothing. The problem with human beings is that yes. they think they know something when they knew nothing.
0: And that's why we, I could definitely say that uh, we humans can never prove uh, right now, currently with our own technology, whether there is no God or whether is there is a God. So it's a completely based on your faith on something that could be or couldn't be real right that's how we could uh, somehow in our own terms determine whether there's a god
1: well once you once you look at it logically as a human being and say well this doesn't make any sense you you can no longer sit there and say this is the truth i mean you you can try to base it on whatever premise you can but I don't really think you can logically sit there as a human being, re- open a book and say, God said this. I mean, you you gotta be completely out of your rabid-ass mind to think that so, some God is telling you what to do when clearly it's stated very clearly in the that book that a human's doing it, commanding you around saying to do this or that the other. I mean, you really don't have a conscience if you're doing what everybody else tells you to do at a specific time. That's what I think. In my opinion.
0: Okay, so um, let's say that uh, logically, I perceive that there is no God in the universe. That that does that make what I think logically objective an objective truth?
1: What is asserted with what is asserted without? evidence you can dismiss regardless because there's no evidence yeah, to suggest can, that it's real. you could
0: dismiss it on your own no. and you dismiss it on your own truth, but you cannot deny that there is no absolute uh evidence. Yeah, exactly. There is no
1: absolute anything. Everything in this world is temporary. Everything. Everything fluctuates and it is temporary. Well,
0: um that's that's a premise that you would have to prove. For example, uh, have you uh, do you know that the earth well, is temporal? I've... How can you prove that to me?
1: Well, actually the earth is g- well, gonna die. Well, you
0: can't prove that.
1: So it's gonna you it's can't gonna prove perish that. at one point.
0: And a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians no, yes, or a lot of theists would mm-hmm. ag- definitely agree with you. Yes. Uh the the universe is temporal and this universe does pl- fluctuate, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that my God is, who is who is unfathomable, isn't absolutely real or unreal.
1: Well, here's the deal with this a lot of philosophers throughout history have abstracted God, they really have made ideas of God, they really haven't made fit. You know, we made objects that represented God to fit our needs. So the characteristics of God are actually attributes of ourselves, not the God that made the universe so to speak and i think that people have dissociated with this big giant sky daddy that is not even supposed to be there i mean it's made up out of our own imagination and once we remove all that imagination we can no longer Grasp yeah maybe that
0: maybe that the God that they that perceived grasped. or that they made in their minds that that may, that might not be real yeah. or that because out of their own human and limitations yeah. but again um, we are irrelevant to yes. whether there is an absolute God or there is a, our absolute truth that there is no God we are irrelevant so um, we cannot
1: mm-hmm. yeah so our, our knowledge is very limited we, it's easy to obtain our knowledge in our modern world. But we have people that have a attention span of a goldfish. And we're always going from one end to the next. And once we try to understand the truth, we're, we're pulled away from the truth by lies. Every single day there's something popping up, lying to us. It is like temporary pleasure that just gives you a little type of sensation for a little while and then you feel like, shit, you feel like worthless human being. I mean, half of men right now do not feel happy about their lives. I mean, most that's why I think our youth is killing themselves. Men have actually committed suicide because they felt upset about their lives because for whatever reason, our generation went into deep nihilism and pessimism because they had no culture, neither neither culture. They, didn't, they felt helpless. Not only did they feel helpless, they felt like they were alone. And not only alone, they felt like nobody cared. And once we actually tell somebody that we care about them or say that, we are willing to help instead of, you know, praying about it and doing it. I think that's when we can actually change the world. Sitting there and praying about things will not get anything done in our world. We have to actually get up off our asses and do something. I think it's not going to help at all. Praying to a God or sitting on our, folding our hands. I think that leads to a lot of poverty. Not only poverty, it leads to diseases that can't, to be honest but,
0: with you but again that's not an argument against god but and also i could say that hmm prayer uh building a community of solidarity uh i would i very much agree that um a lot <laughs> no. of uh, inst- religious institutions mm-hmm. have done a great good in this world
1: it's just a big business it's nothing more a big, it's business. More than a big business it might be it that's actually, what it is. i agree it it could be i agree it's a you don't business get taxed. The big churches do not get taxed in America, where I live, they don't get taxed. They get a eh, little. Uh, they have ministers that they pay. Uh, it's called trickle. I call it trickle down money, because they pay ministers to preach to people that are naive, and arrogant, and don't have much knowledge. For example, in the Philippines where you live, they'll go over there and teach young kids that are actually uneducated about. Uh, Christianity teach them about Jesus and how he did this or that the other even though that not only is the name wrong it's a you know Jesus is not the name that is actually translated correctly in English would be Joseph so or Joshua put it correctly anyways I'm just saying I Knowledge is very limited as a human being at the moment, and people forget that.
0: Yeah, and I completely agree that knowledge is limited, and that uh, I wouldn't say that all religious institutions would be a business, but I I think that yeah, I th- I think that they they have they have to adopt the structure of being a, similar to a business because that's how they could be a sustainable structure or institution because
1: well not necessarily because most of them that have structuralized it have used it as a beneficial to themselves not nothing else that's all it is if you look very closely at most of the religions on the world most of its profit base for example they'll use uh free food as a tactic i guess to get people to join their church. I've seen it for, firsthand, you know, they would, you know, hand out food just to get them to go to church, which is actually the whole purpose is to get them to convert. I've heard that they would use, you know, emotional manipulation to get their way on uh, converts that were not only deprived of huma- their own humanity, and then, but you pri- they felt guilt. They, they felt like they did something wrong when they didn't. They were, were guilt tripped in, into thinking that they were wrong from the beginning of their birth. Does it make any sense to you? I don't think it does because if you, when you are born into the world, you you know nothing and you have experienced nothing. But now you know something and now I think you're going to turn into nothingness again because we know nothing we might turn back into that in my opinion because everybody in my perception has literally lied to me at one point they either said this or that or the other and once you can look at yourself in the mirror and say maybe I was wrong and those around me were wrong People cannot do that because they will feel incompetent and stupid. That's why they can't do it. They, they they can't sit there and look at themselves in the mirror and say, "Well, I was wrong." Like, for example, at the end of our life, we often feel like everything we have done is wrong. Like, we don't we've done it all wrong, and then we smile at it like a child. We, we look at it and we laugh. And we laugh at death. That's the only way we can enjoy it. We can only smile at it because it's, we know what's going to happen. We know we're dying as we're living. And that's the truth. And people try to make up stories. They make up stories to make themselves feel better. Because they don't know what's going to happen next. They they may make stories up. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: again, we exactly.
0: don't know. Exactly. We don't know. And um, what you presented to me is a... More of an emotional argument against uh, most religions that uh, they might they if it seems to you that they use uh, deceptive tactics or manipulative uh, strategies in order to increase their numbers. They have, Mm -hmm. but they, they have.
1: They they've preached. I've heard it with my own ears. They preached guilt and shame to the masses and expect to be praised for it. They shame what makes great men great men in the first place. They make the natural seem unnatural. They flip our human nature upside down and call it holy. I don't really think that's a decent human being, in my opinion. When you you can sit there on your pulpit of golden armor, so to speak, and Preach that they're going to an inferno because they, you know, sleep with opposite sex. I think that's opposite, That makes no sense to me. It never will. I mean, if you.
0: What are you doing, <clears throat> I
1: I don't think that's helpful.
0: Okay. So, um, um, I guess that um, I couldn't discount your own uh, emotional grievance against religious institutions because I cannot I cannot uh, judge uh, judge mm-hmm. you only.
1: It's not necessarily an emotional argument because it's a rational one as well. I, I and once you to understand that, because a lot of these religions have benefited recently off of it, you know not stupidity and not only stupidity but arrogance they have benefited off of it because people for example they'll go over to africa the christians will go over to africa and teach people that are illiterate and untaught about religion and then they convert to it and it's because they were naive and stupid it's not saying their africans are stupid it's just saying that those people that went over there, they took advantage of it. And they took advantage of the naivety and the illiteracy that people have and capitalized on it. Okay, so um, what you're
0: saying are moral arguments against religious institutions because, for example, as you present that, um, uh, their use of of uh, as as you, a premise you created are uh, they use th- these deceptive tactics or take advantage of their own uh, privileges as being uh, in a society with uh, more uh, where they do not have to uh, uh,
1: trouble themselves with they play they play they play on the emotions of the people and they, and not only that they ask people for money uh, openly. Not only that, not only that, they, they make people openly confess their wrong and make them feel even worse. So it's a double standard on their part. And I've yeah. seen it in my, with my own two eyes. People have literally sat on the pulpit, in my opinion. It seems very sad to see it because you see a deprived human being that is suffering from not only, it seems, mental illness, not only mental illness, they're flopping on the floor like dogs. And, and it's it's sad. As a, as a modern human being, you, you sit there and you look at it and you're like, okay, am I willing to let this happen and sit there and say nothing? is my silence that important i mean the grave will give us plenty of silence i mean you, you got to say something i mean making people feel guilty about living to the life to the fullest is pathetic if you cannot sit there and be like helping human beings and be like yeah maybe i'm fucking wrong maybe everything that i've ever known was bullshit you know and then you can freaking hug each other instead of, you know, having bigoted arguments about how God did this and freaking 20,000 years ago kind of nonsense. I mean, I've seen arguments that are ridiculous. They're talking about stuff from 4,000 years ago that should have been wiped out already, to be honest with you.
0: But um, again, <sighs> that that's uh, coming from your own point of view. But uh, for example, if, if uh, looking at uh, mm, as a point course. of view for someone who, uh, as you say, is acting, uh, w- acting like um they, they feel connected to some sort of divine, uh, divine love, and they feel that uh, with their uh shame and their guilt for the.
1: Why, why? should? Why should we feel that we we feel that way even towards nature? I mean, we get. Warmy feelings towards anything as human beings—it's an emotion. We get warm and touchy. Uh, what is the word? Loving feelings, snowflake feelings—I call them—because you're you, you get this fuzzy feeling in your brain when you like something. When you really like something, you get tingles in your brain. Like uh, how do I explain it? It's like in a rush of dopamine that runs through your brain when you like something. Religion is like a drug. You get you you give them what they what they like, basically. You give them what they hear. If you can do that, you can make a lot of money off people. And my my premise is very simple. They're like businesses. Nothing's wrong with that. But they capitalize on stupidity and naivety. It needs to stop. And if, and I, whoever's listening to this about Christianity or Islam or any other religion, I suggest you look at the opposite religion. And if you cannot look at the opposite religion and say, well, there's similarities, you're not only the bigot, you're the problem. Because if you cannot look at another human being in the eye and say, well, maybe what I've read by somebody else is wrong, you can no longer negotiate with that human. You can sit there as a human being, face-to-face, and actually confiscate without being fighting over nonsense. I mean, the stuff that's going on right now is nonsense. We're fighting over religion. We're fighting over race. We're fighting over everything. Like, when are we going to get over this? As a species, we're going to die because of this. As a species, we, we need to get to a different argument on things. We need to sit, say, "Well, I, I disagree," but you can think what you want, kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, yeah, this is the your overall view of religion itself—that it's simply businesses.
1: Yeah, no, not necessarily. I think religion is a social construct, not necessarily. I th- I think that religion is a social construct through the community. That's why I think about religion. Religion is not only a business but it's a social construct it's a community of collective people that's how i think of religion but the people that have over the centuries have used religion as a political tool to control the masses like they would say god is on their side when it's really not true as a emotional argument against whatever they're doing it has been used countless times like they were saying God is on my side in the dumbest argument they can and people will follow them. Like, that's how mass deaths happened at one point, to be honest with you. Because they were believing that a god was on that dude's side and then they all followed him because he was considered divine or, you know, promoted And I think that's not how humans should act anymore. I think we should grow up at least as a human race and look deep inside ourselves and say, well, our ancestors were fucking pathetic. We need to look at them and say, okay, half the stuff our ancestors have done is fucked up. We need to fix it. What are we going to do about it? Sit here and argue about the same exact things that we've done for thousands of years. I think... We need to do something about it, and it starts with us, me and your, me and your generation. It starts with us. We're gonna end it, one way or another. We'll end it. We already started ending racism. We already started the religion mm-hmm. war against each other. Okay. We'll win.
0: Okay. Um. Granted that, let's say religion is a social construct, a product of uh, social and.
1: A deist is more respected than a religious person.
0: Okay. So, um, uh, granted that, um, how would you say you yourself exclude exclusive of any belief system or social construct?
1: Well, I I think God is existence itself. I agree with some of the pantheists about God. I think existence, I exalt life itself. I mean existence itself put it that way i think that exists if you're not happy with your life and experiencing life to the fullest i think you need to check your premise because you're living at the expense of everybody else's opinion how can you be happy as a human i mean you cannot be happy and and live off of other people's opinions you gotta be psychologically damaged to do that because if you are seeking for truth the honest person that i've met has looked at themselves and said maybe what i've ever known was wrong and stupid and they go into a paranoia state every genius go goes through this i have uh Other human beings that are smart have went into a crisis of paranoia all the time about who they are and what they're going to do with their lives. And once they figure out that half the stuff they know is not even their thought, now that gets a little bit more questionable because if if everything we've ever known was given to us by somebody else, we start to think to ourselves, well, oh shit, I'm dumb. Like everything I've ever known is fucking bullshit, <laughs> you know. And then you think you think to yourself, and you're like, "Okay, fuck, fuck." Literally, this is no joke. Every human being that has ever went from stupid to intelligent has went through this stage. They they go into panic mode, and then it's like their brain changes, and they they think to themselves, "Okay." What I just read does not make any sense, so I can no longer believe it. At one point, an atheist was a person of faith, okay? Not always, but most of the time. Most of them were in faith. Now they're not, because they've studied it to the point where it's no longer a question anymore. It's like, okay, there's not enough evidence, so disregard it. They're like, okay, fuck this. I've done enough. I've looked at enough, and I had enough. I'm done seeing all the things that have happened, not only to my family, but to me? The fuck? That's how it starts out. We we start to question our own existence when we start questioning God, put it that way. Is It's an interlace
0: okay. And granted that um, in some way you view God as uh, this uh, existence itself, how do you live your life? How would you? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, that is very questionable. It's very changeable. Everybody doesn't know a plan for life. Nobody has a mapped out life. No, Anybody that has a plan for life, life doesn't go to plan ever. Like, you're going to have a plan, and it go fucked up. I mean, the whole nine yards. I mean, you planned Sunday for chicken, rice, and stuff like this. You're not have Sometimes you can't even have chicken and rice. Some people can't even have that. Okay. Now, granted, you have a deadline from here to here. Sometimes you don't even have that deadline. Sometimes there's stuff that gets in the way, like, you freaking traffic, freaking... L A is fucking terrible with their uh, shit. I'm glad I don't live there. I heard that fucking traffic's over there is terrible. I'm glad you guys got planes.
0: <laughs> yeah, but what I meant was in in a philosophical sense, how would you, for example, determine what is good or bad or wrong, knowing
1: I don't really think that the idea of right and wrong is there because sometimes you have to do wrong – like, considered wrong in certain circumstances because, for example, if you're in war, you have to commit evil. There's There's no getting around it. I mean, in war, you have to commit evil. You can't commit good while you're doing war. There's no getting around it. You have to commit evil. Evil fights with evil all the time. Now, if you fight good with evil, the good always loses every time because evil does not understand good at all. That's why people that are pacifists, they meet an evil person, they're more likely to get smashed by that person. A a malignant psychopath meeting a pacifist is not a good idea. Just an example.
0: But I guess that you're using your definition of success as being the one who won. But for example, for a pacifist, uh, success would be to continue being good amidst evil. And whatever the the the,
1: the result... Uh... Not necessarily. Pacifists might unknowingly commit something considered wrong in their own view. But... I think if you adhere to a view to the point of absurdity, you, you no longer enjoy that view anymore. For example, you, if you drink too much, guess what happens? You, don't know, you no longer like drinking. With, that's with anything. If you consume too much of anything, you kill yourself. That's how I think of life. You constantly consume and consume and consume. You no longer like it anymore. Mm-hmm. i think that's how it is but um
0: uh, i guess that uh, for example uh when it comes to ethics uh i guess that it's just simply a question mm-hmm. i'm a soft how nihilist would you in that approach that
1: pragmatically for example one situation i would do good and the other evil it depends on the situation for example if more happened i would have to commit evil There's no round, there's no getting around this. But in peace, when there's peace, I can do good. But when there's war, I have to commit evil. There's no getting around that. That's how I look at it. Things that are evil, I look at it like this things that I dislike. I don't like to, you know, get, you know, injured. And I don't think anybody else does. So it's it's a personal preference for mostly every human being that has a sense of decency thinks I don't want to get hurt even a child thinks that way like oh I hurt myself cry about it
0: okay then uh, for example if you were to uh, I guess you would say that your morality is subjective to you right Uh, and that's why for example the decency
1: Uh yes but some of the ethics Some of the ethics that I Mm -hmm. have is actually universal. Some of the ethics that I've adhered to are actually worldwide. Not just me. Everybody follows me. For example, if there's no mutual respect there, you, you break the social contract in every society. You break that social contract, everybody has the right to hurt you. what I mean by social contract is an agreement between people that you will not commit harm to another human being that's the social contract that every nation has you you break that contract and you're allowed you the nation itself is allowed to murder you that's the rule if you commit so much harm yeah but um, the, the
0: term universal wouldn't be used there it would be some more of simply to humans in a sense, right? It's, it it wouldn't be universal. Okay.
1: Just for the sake okay. of argument.
0: Okay, I then, um, term. for example, how would you view uh, the meaning of your life? Because I guess that you're a soft nihilist. Then there is no meaning.
1: Well, there in the meaninglessness that we all have. Have. I think I find meaning in the meaninglessness, for example, I understand that things that are difficult in life make me stronger. You know, I can sit there and push myself to do something, whereas the average person would just collapse under pressure to the point of absurdity, but I will sit there for hours on end doing something and fail and fail and fail and fail and, fail and, fail and, fail and, fail and never give up, and I think that's what my generation's lacking, is that determination to fail constantly and still persist in failing. Because they've told, they're told in school that failing is wrong. And then when they get into the real world, they have a hard time succeeding because it, nothing goes their way. So they quit. They never reach for the stars, so, so they never try. And I call those types of people disappointed idealists. Because they tried so hard, but they didn't think clever. And I've run into a lot of those people nowadays. And it's it's very sad that they think they can't do something when they could. They think they can't change. They think they can't do certain things because of their age. They think they're useless humans. Not only that, they think they can't do anything about it. Now, the sad part is that my generation is completely nihilistic, completely, to the point where they don't care about anything. I mean, I'm not a hardcore nihilist, but there are some people at my age that are 20 years old, hate life. They don't want to admit it, but they hate it because they go to school every day and see pages. You never see the life, the the... All they see is pages. They never see the outside world and the beauty of which it is. You know, They never get to see, like college kids, they, all they freaking see is pages for hours and they, they look sleep deprived and they wonder why they come out of college unhappy. A lot of them do not have a happy life. I mean, some of them do at one point, but then if you look at their faces, you can actually see the sadness within them. I mean, it's like they really are deprived humans because they don't see the beauty in life. They don't see the beauty in the, in the ugliness because the universe is a mix of ugly beauty and it's a bunch of chaos within it. And it's just magnificent. The magnificence and the destruction which the universe creates, it's always expanding and blowing itself up. And it's, it's amazing. I mean, if, if you just look at it from, beauty is something that is not in order. It's out of order because beauty in itself is not necessarily physical beauty that I'm talking about. I'm talking about universal beauty that's so chaotic and unformed because the universe doesn't have the type of beauty that we've ascribed to as a race. You've described to an idealistic version of physical attractiveness that's primitive, that's fertile, and uh, what's the word I'm using?
0: Yeah, what, what I seem to hear from you is that uh, you would say that, for example, in a scene, for example, of in, in, in a, a child being born by, his, by its mother and uh, being loved by its mother, you would describe that as a beautiful yeah. scene, right?
1: But it would be an ugly scene, in some people. And they, yeah, they but would um, then that would. turn into uh, that they would seem, vomit. Some of them get high blood yeah. pressure. Some of them uh, get shakes in their seat. Some of them pass out.
0: Yeah, yeah, but um, for you, yeah, but for you, you would describe it as beautiful, but in a in the in innate innate disorder that you describe it is right. Okay, but being something out of disorder you still see something that is is um as beauty is a pattern or in a way in a similar way something that is in in many things so you see beauty you you see some you see something similar in different things and the similarity which by which correct
1: well everything has a positive Everything in the universe has positive and negative and neutral.
0: Mm-hmm. But Everything. but what would the scale be to you? The scale of positive, positive or negative? What is this? It goes.
1: It, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess I get. I get it. Infinitely. I get it. It go, goes both ways, the positive and the negative, infinitely. But what would you describe the scale to be? In the middle. Yeah, but
1: because if you have if you, in the real world, if you, in the physical world, if you have two extremes of the negative and positive, you will have conflict constantly mm-hmm. in the physical mm-hmm. world. Yeah, positive negative always bouncing, 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 like physical form. I get it. it, it I get it. it, it Freaking blow up. I
0: definitely agree. But then uh you dis- you separated then this scale from the physical world right so it's it, this is this beauty well, yes, because this beauty is non physical is that that what you, that what you mean
1: well yes but just to make it clear okay
0: so how would you how would you know that this non physical thing I mean. the, you is you there space, itself look at the what?
1: space it's not like our world it, it, it's it's not like our world we haven't even mastered in space we don't even really know what's in it or inside of it we're we're, we're confused we're like baffled at what we're seeing
0: okay so then uh this scale it is within yeah. the yeah. space that we yeah. do not understand it exists on that realm it lies on that uh, threshold by which we still cannot comprehend is that what you're saying? I'm not saying
1: you can't comprehend it. You can
0: you can comprehend it
1: abstractly if you wish.
0: Okay, okay. Okay, so um, how would you as a human being be able to access this beauty by which it is not, not in the physical realm but more of in the threshold?
1: Well, in, in abstract ideas, I think you would have to use mathematics in order to understand it. And I'm not really an expert in math, but I think the mathematicians would agree with me that the language of God is mathematics.
0: But, uh, but again, um, uh, how, how would you act as a human being be able to under- comprehend abstractly this beauty
1: by which is in, in the space? Because you have to have unity between the positive and the negative. If you are constantly in conflict with yourself about positive and negative, you always will have you know anxiety and things of that nature You have to have in everything a unity or a, what's it, a congruency with yourself. I'll put it that way and that's how I understand the whole universe. okay so
0: i I guess i'm i'm am I'm, I'm, I'm saying i'm I'm thinking uh understanding what you just said you or you're saying uh, some sort of balance. In your uh, psychological uh, yes. thinking, by which there is no no anxiety, get, but more of yes. a balance between the infinite positive yes. and negative. Okay, so how would you, in a in a in a scientific sense, try to demonstrate that there is this balance occurring? In- okay, in,
1: in a physical mm-hmm. form. Okay, you you would have to do this. Right with your left hand. That simple, if you're right-handed. If you're left-handed. Okay, okay. Right with your right hand. That's congruency within the brain. Now, in order for you to understand balance it takes time.
0: Okay. Time, Time. for example, how
1: long? At around, you should be able to understand it by 50 years so, old You don't understand it by 50. You, you you wasted your life. But I think a four-year-old, a, a young kid, cannot balance itself because it's always running around doing things. And I think it's very unbalanced when you're young, especially in your teenage years. So, um, it's very unbalanced. Do you and do you know anyone
0: who is who has for 50 years understood the balance bit that? Is 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 that allows someone to be able to
1: abstractly understand? Uh, so a few Buddhist monks have got the gist okay. of it. I don't know them personally, but I've studied okay. them. Okay.
0: So, uh, for example, if a Buddhist monk was able to abstractly comprehend through the balance of his uh, psychological phenomena in his brain, um, what mm-hmm. what um what scientific facts do you have to prove that he'll feel, they do he'll feel happy do you know them personally have they? have you studied them he'll, uh, is
1: that okay i'll feel happy all the time he'll feel happy without without okay. restraint okay he, so it doesn't matter where he's at he okay so it's circumstances indifference to, to
0: environmental circumstance and find in continuing to have a balance in the psychological realm right Okay, so then that would be reduced to a the chemical uh, a, a, uh occurrence in the brain and that um it... it. would be a mastery of the chemical. Okay, so then, for example, uh, scientifically, a scientist would be mm-hmm. able to uh to.
1: Yes, scientists would able to predict somebody's ability no, to not, control. Not not only predict. Of course. But imitate the. But the... see it whereas in the brain there's a, the prefrontal mm-hmm. cortex where you control most of your thinking mm-hmm. and your decision making I, I think they can actually track it
0: okay so and then it. um and scientists would be able to imitate the balance and find it and be able to uh, inject inject the yes
1: of course the, the, we as human beings as human beings we can imitate each other so if you learn how to balance yourself mentally and physically That would be exercising uh, at a a moderate rate. And moderate yourself in information. Because if you're bombarding your brain with information, it cannot grow.
0: I completely agree, man. But uh, what I'm saying is, a scientist may uh, have a brain in a vat and inject it with uh, the, the exact chemicals in order to sustain the balance that is required to be able to have the ability to abstractly understand the
1: the beauty if somebody inject let me give you an example if somebody inject me with a chemical that you know could balance me i think over time about let's see two days it'll become unbalanced again because we're always our bodies are always changing it's not always going to be in balance because it's it, it fluctuates. That's why we die. But then uh,
0: scientists would be able to uh, comprehend the f- and factor in the change in human biology and still continue to uh, find the, the changing balance by which they could continue to uh, inject chemicals in your brain to be happy, right? And not only be happy, but, hap- as you say, um, you still haven't told me how these, for example, the Buddhist monks who have for 50 years... Well,
1: well what they would do is sit for, exclu- they would sc- exclude themselves from all information and, you know, in a little area and sit there for days. And your brain waves start to move a little bit faster because... Your brain starts to make up stories because you no longer have information bombarding your brain. Our, our modern world that we live in is constantly beating us up with information, and we cannot long, we cannot actually comprehend it anymore because we're constantly forcing it in us. For example, a per a, a let's say you're a college student, right? You not only have to you know, do your job, but you have to go to school. Not only that, you're sleep deprived. Uh, those three combinations aren't good for a human being in our society right now. I mean, at uh, 20 years old, not sleeping, let's see, for a day, isn't going to help their exams, neither is it going to help them learn.
0: Okay, so, um, uh, for example, going back to what you said about the Buddhist monks that um, it is the information being excluding so uh, be- finding isolation from the cons yeah exactly the find a restraint of information from the constantly bom- being bombarded by society. But for example, if uh, a scientist were to have a a virtual or to be able to find the uh, or discover a way to st- stimulate the a brain in a vat similar to. And be able to imitate in a virtual way the the isolation or restraint of information that a Buddhist has, then they could uh, set that conditions to the brain in a vet and continue to inject the and the continuing balance and uh, be able to make that brain
1: happy, right? Well, to an extent, because if you cannot control your own chemicals, like, if you cannot control them, you have a hard time without them. For example, if you're constantly taking, let's say, a medication for your anxiety and you no longer have those pills, you can no longer cope. Because I think without living with chemical, you have to live indifference to your emotions to cope with certain things, in my opinion. Because if you are dependent on your chemistry, I think you can no longer push yourself to a limit. Because if you're constantly relying on those chemicals, you can no longer grow as a human. Because we grow as human beings through pain and pleasure. If you're constantly pleasuring yourself, I think you can no longer grow as a human. Because is just how it is. I mean, you I think we go into digression when we constantly compulse ourselves with pleasure. As a as a guy, if we constantly, you know, compulse ourselves to do something, we will literally annihilate ourselves extinction in life
0: then uh, what you're saying is that um it uh, um independence or having control of your own em- emotions and being able to suppress them is necessary for one to be happy but i could say that scientists could be able to imitate that as well that to give the brain an illusion of independence
1: i'm not saying i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just saying if you are dependent on the drug, which most of our generation is dependent on opiates. I think it would help if people would push back on consumption and consumerist culture. I think that would help humans. I think it would do a tremendous amount of uh, help to our psyches. Not only to our psyches, but our bodies because we're constantly on the computer and sitting on our ass. And I think it doesn't help us at all because, as you see, there's a lot of uh, problems with chubbiness going on around. We gotta tell the guy next door, bruh, get off your fucking ass, we gotta gotta get you off diabetes.
0: (laughs) Okay, Um, then um, I I would ask you a a question. Um, For example, if a Buddhist monk were to be able to uh, find happiness, but how would he in a scientific sense be able to access the beauty which is or be able to abstractly comprehend beauty that is not within the physical world
1: but more in the space? Well, uh, for example, all you're gonna really do is distrust what you see because for example, all you see, you see flesh. What's beyond what's behind that flesh? What is even behind that? what is behind the atoms and then it gets even complicated so in order for you to understand abstract distrust what you see because whatever you see is not necessarily true because we can see illusions for example we take a drug and that can make us see all kinds of things and we think we're seeing aliens i guess and uh some of these people are actually crazy I think they lose their minds when they and they they think it to themselves, and they coming to get me
0: <laughs> okay, then uh, you mentioned uh you have to have a distrust of what you see or more of what sensory uh stimuli you get from your senses right and so this distrust. Uh, Can you uh, go deeper into it? Uh, What does it mean to be able to distrust?
1: For example, if we trusted all of our senses, I think we would actually have a lot of false conclusions. For example, we need microscopes to see bacteria. We can't even see most of the things that are in our universe at the moment. For example, we wouldn't even understand our universe if we didn't have uh, microscopes to see things our eyes are very limited in how we see things and I'm glad those scientists have invented ways to see tiny things.
0: So um okay, so this distrustism that you have uh told me, uh do you constantly do that in your everyday life where oh um I see some Yes, of
1: course. I, I ask myself I ask myself, and I what I'm seeing is it true? Like, for example, i look at the damn glass and I'm like, okay, what's in this water? Okay, there's probably toxic chemicals and I drink it anyways because I have a liver. I'm like, mm, there's freaking germs in there, stuff like that, toxins. Oh, fuck it and drink it. I'm, I'm an opportunist, I guess, put it that way.
0: <laughs> so you constantly live your life and uh, your the senses tell you this, but then in some occasions you uh, say, oh, fuck it, I'm going to distrust what my senses tell me and I'm just going to do
1: this anyway, right? Yes, for example, uh, some people don't even feel like getting up in the morning and I get up anyways. For example, some people hate getting up at, in, the, in the morning working out. They're like, I fucking hate doing these exercises. I, I don't even want to do them right now. I'm just going to do them anyways because my brain's telling me no, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, your brain's literally saying, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> yeah, literally, you wake up in the morning, and some of these athletes wake up in the morning, and they're thinking to themselves, I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat. Fuck this fucking job. I hate it. Like, and that's how they... Think.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, to tone down the rhetoric, um, I, I, I could use another term for what you say is distrust, but how about I use... I have faith in the process by which I could attain a healthier body. I have faith that...
1: Well, if you, how are you going to have faith? You've got to do the action.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: A- action.
0: That's right. And so, for example, when you say you, you distrust the chemicals in the bottle, but you have faith that it will heal you or help you in... No, not
1: necessarily, because, for example, if you're exercising, you're actually hurting yourself. You damage the muscle to make it grow. That's the whole purpose. That's why people hate it because you're damaging yourself to grow.
0: But by you, you have faith in the end result. That's why. Oh I mean, yeah, of course. Right? I, I understand that it will be okay. So you constantly have faith in your daily life, and you. That's and in, in, in and uh, ultimately, you have faith to find beauty in the world, to find beauty in in a baby being born for you uh in, a, in a, you have faith that you love your family you have faith that your service to other people is a good thing well not
1: necessarily service to people to an, a great extent i think leads to a very lot of uh, in my opinion unhappiness because i've seen a lot of going to that point
0: okay but but um okay i agree but then um in in a minimal way there is faith involved there, right? Or what you would call distrust. Well,
1: I, I think faith is uh, another word for confidence an extreme confidence in something. And I, I think I do have confidence in certain things. Like, for example, uh, I have confidence that... I, I I think that I have confidence in knowing that you can have a tranquil mind. And, and not only that, you can be indifferent to it. You, you can... Instead of relying on your chemicals and saying, I, I need to feel this way in order to do it, I, I think it's very damaging to a human being. Because if you are, like, for example, uh, saying, well, I cannot do this right now, and you need to get it done, and you don't feel like doing it at that moment in time, it actually hurts you later on in life. Like for example, if you have five thousand things to do and you want to get to your goal, you're like you want to be the best human being that's ever freaking existed, but yet you don't feel like doing it. Then how humans
0: Okay, so um another way another way I put put it is for example, uh if I lost my cell phone and someone someone a stranger a stranger oh, I hate that shit. <laughs> yeah a stranger found it. Uh, For me, I would say that I would have. Yeah, but I would have faith. I would say say that I would have faith in humanity if that person who found it would return
1: it to me, right? It's like, oh, I have faith. Not necessarily, because humans are. uh, Let me be honest with you. Some humans would actually take that phone and be like, ooh, new phone.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then uh, what I mean by faith is that. Um, in if if, if so ever it happens that the person does return it to me, I would have faith in humanity that no matter uh, how evil we can be, it would be one
1: step. It would be one step closer to goodness, I guess. But most people are not good. Trust me, most people are not good, especially in America. For example, you drop your phone somewhere. Be honest, with you you probably would never see it
0: again. Yeah, yeah, Tricky but um, I, I, I actually uh for uh to my own uh personal experience, I just lost my phone like yesterday or two days ago, and I and it, it was lost in the city and full of millions of people. Oh, that's fucking but treacherous. <laughs> after two hours of looking, asking around in restaurants, I th- people told me oh, you have no chance of finding it. But I had faith in humanity. And I found it. Um, I asked. Uh, I asked a driver, and they, they. He helped me find other drivers and called them and asked them if they found. Well,
1: that is very. That's that's because where you live in the Philippines, people help each other out over there. Is because you have helping people. Your people is that helping.
0: But it means that uh, having faith in some in humanity, for example. In a way, is that... I distrust humanity, it distrusts humanity. Yeah, I, I guess. It, it distrusts the human nature by which some people would describe as greedy or evil. And I have faith that there's actually goodness in them. Well,
1: I, I think there's good in some people, of course. But there's also the other side of the coin that nobody talks about. The little, the little dark secrets that... Uh, it actually is what it is, and nobody talks about it. It's
0: it's really good to hear that from someone, as you are. And you're an atheist, and you 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 probably think very scientifically that even in your own daily life you have a distrust of science, and actually, uh, have a faith in many little things. Right, and it's it's good to know that.
1: No, not necessarily faith, but confidence and certain things uh, like for example um i have confidence i'm gonna die for example I, I that's that's what i mean by that
0: and a lot of people would have confidence that there is a god the same as you that similar way <laughs> yes yeah. of course and you cannot discount them for that because you yourself use confidence in your own ways in little ways right i didn't say
1: god was a bad thing i said Earlier that I think God is a good thing. If it means yourself, that's why I'm a selfish.
0: Awesome to talk to you, man. And uh, it's been an hour, one hour. And, uh, oh, that's a beautiful hour, though. <laughs> yeah, Isn't it? yeah. Let me I ask you. Deep. Let me ask you one last question to end this. Yes, okay. um, As a selfish as yourself, how would you, yes. as an individual, make a good difference in the world?
1: What I would do is inspire people to live the way they want to live instead of living at the expense of somebody else's opinion about what they think. That's what I would, that's my whole life's going to be about that. Inspire people to think for themselves, not only themselves, but for other people. Because some people cannot think for themselves, and they, some of, some people are really honest human beings, and they like, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I, I, I can't handle it, uh, sometime, sometimes, sometimes I crumble, you know, and like you know what I mean? Some human beings are like, I, I don't know how you deal with all this, and you like, uh, you have a mutual understanding that some human beings are like, okay. I can't do this anymore. You can do it. More power to you.
0: Yeah, man. um, You said it, bro. Thank you so much for being on my show. And I hope you uh, can guest sometime again. Oh, I will. (laughs) Hey, man. So um, I'm ending this in one, uh, two, and... So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador, Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thanks.